0: All right, welcome to Inside Flicks. This is a movie discussion and review podcast created by three brothers. My name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. In this episode, we're gonna discuss Space Jam, A New Legacy. This is the new, I guess, a long-awaited sequel to Space Jam, which came out, what, 1996? It starred uh, Michael Jordan. The Dis- great michael jordan <laughs> not b jordan not, not, not michael b jordan but the 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 original basketball superstar a- and this sequel it's um lebron james who's probably the modern day equivalent i guess yeah i guess so i i wouldn't say that <laughs> but. <laughs> well but he's a big he's the probably the is he the biggest basketball star right now in your eyes um
1: corn uh, and nike <laughs> i I guess I mean R.A.B. Kobe. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, just just to tell everyone uh me and Rich did not see this movie or, or well, ever have any interest in watching the movie. We did glance at the movie cuz it's available now on HBO Max. We did see some scenes we and, but we're not going to review it. it. It's not fair for us to review it. But Raymond, this is a movie that you've been dying to see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Raymond, were you a big fan of the first original Space Jam film? Let me discuss that. Okay. The, the original Space Jam, yeah.
1: That came out in 1996. I was born in 1992. So Space Jam for me, when I was, when I was a little kid, was... It was like perfection. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love this movie because I saw it before I saw uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So for me, it was just like revolutionary. <laughs> like seeing live action and, um, and animation in, at the same time and seeing, with, seeing it with the Looney Tunes. And at the time, um, like Cartoon Network and stuff were always constantly airing the original Looney Tunes car- uh, sh- shows and shorts on a on loop they were always on i don't know i don't think they have them on anymore but they were always on a loop and and around that time you know i remember um i think boomerang was like starting to come up and yeah i mean you had easy access to a a lot of like the classic warner brothers cartoons Mm -hmm. so i so seeing 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 that movie for me was was really special i remember having a lot of uh, space jam merchandise (laughs) Uh, i had the i had the space jam uh basketball uh uh the basketball shorts and uh and jersey (laughs) and uh yeah i mean as a a kid i loved the movie Mm -hmm. uh unfortunately um i I did revisit the film uh when it came out on on blu-ray for the first time i think that must have been like around maybe 2010 or 2011 if i remember correctly and when i re-watched it you know as an adult i was really disappointed by the movie man you know it wasn't it wasn't the film i remembered and especially after you know have seen who framed roger rabbit so many times Mm. it really it really it really didn't um didn't didn't live up to my nostalgic memories but um but yeah i was still i was still looking forward to a space jam 2 when it was announced because i remember uh i think they announced it maybe like five years ago or something like that and then i think maybe like three years ago they announced i was gonna be with lebron and I was like, okay, well I mean if they're gonna do it, I I guess LeBron makes sense. Um, and then I, I remember hearing rumors that it was gonna have like a ready player one aspect to the film and that it was all <laughs> going to take place inside like the the Warner Brothers like um like library and I was like that sounds stupid, but I so- mean it could be fun to at least see the the Looney Tunes like in in you know different properties, it depends how it's handled, right? I was like, I, de- I guess it really depends how it happened It's going to be stupid, but I mean, it could be fun depending on how it's handled. And um now that Space Jam Two has finally come out, I feel like I before I, I begin the review, I I like I owe a big apology to Record Ralph Two Ralph <laughs> Breaks the Internet because I remember when that movie came out, I i thought it was like a a complete train wreck i thought it was just a a shameless like um cash grab like i thought the movie really had no reason to exist and i thought all of the kind of like internet stuff and like showcasing you know all of disney Disney disney.com and going all i thought that was like really just completely shameless on uh, on disney's part and really after seeing this new space jam movie again deep deep apologies to everyone involved with Wreck-It Ralph 2 (laughs) I mean (laughs) Wreck-It Ralph 2 at least had like some genuine heart to it it might have been like a little forced and lazy but it was much more creative and had more thought put into it than anything in Space Jam 2 a new legacy
0: (laughs) were you were you a fan of Ready Player One
1: yeah i thought ready player one was a fun movie but i thought the story you know made sense it made sense to have all of these properties together it was like this it was the oasis right it was this whole vr world right and to me, it made sense.
0: No, um, and I think was the, the
1: plot great. It was okay, but it was good enough. It did everything that I needed, and yeah. I, it was a very entertaining film for myself.
0: I agree, and I think the criticisms around uh, Ready Player One was kind of the same criticisms around Space Jam: A New Legacy. But I think this is more. I think the, I think the criticisms around this film is uh, it's more concrete. I think uh, um, Ready Player One was trying to s- predict a, you know, it's trying to say trying to warn us of a world where all these kind of properties are going to be, be <laughs> commercialized. And I think the result was, you know, is Space Jam A New Legacy? Again, I didn't see the whole movie. I'm just I'm just basing that off of clips and uh, a few scenes that I've seen. But um, I mean, it's really, it was the, the scenes, the clips I've seen were pretty shocking in the sense that I don't think I I I don't understand the reason behind uh LeBron James putting his name and his face on this, where it really feels like a corporate driven ca- cash grab. Well, but but to be to be fair, so was the original Space Jam. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean that's true. That's true. Maybe we're just more innocent times. Uh, I th- no, but this is this is so this
1: takes it to a whole new <laughs> level because <laughs> the original Space Jam. Mm at least had some like meta humor and it, mm-hmm. it, it had some fun with itself. Um, I, I, one of the things like when I revisited space jam, cause I, I revisited the movie again for, for this review. Oh, and, wow. Um, well, the thing is I, I watched space jam, a new legacy. Right. And then I was like, okay, let me, let me, let me rewatch the original space jam because you know, for this review to compare the two movies, cause it's been such a long time since I've seen the movie. So I watched the, I watched it and I was like, you know space jam is actually you know because it's not it's not that bad because when you watch this movie but when then you rewatch the original it seems like a much better film by comparison
0: <laughs> i i don't i never saw space jam i was too old for it i mean it was not something that i particularly was drawn to mm-hmm. you know michael jordan was a, a basketball player that i i, I remember remember fondly but I also remember he wasn't a great actor, so there was no reason for me to watch it. I know there's a, a ton of uh, there's a generation out there who loves that movie, kind of your generation probably. Uh, but mm-hmm. I was never into it, and that's why I, I mean I guess, and I'm assuming that's the same case for you, Rich. Even um, more so. I'll, I'll, I, I was a Magic guy. A <laughs> Magic uh, Johnson.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll say. I'll say to, to defend. I'll say to defend defend michael jordan really quick mm. he is a bad actor you <laughs> no denying that he's an athlete uh but um his acting in in space jam the original space jam is much better in that movie than it was in the in the commercials that um the nike commercials that he was making
0: oh uh, for with, with spike with spike lee
1: yeah and also because he he did some commercials with um with the looney
0: tunes Oh okay. Oh, I just—I thought that's what you were basing his acting on. Just no, just him. I—I you know, just remember him being like a, not that greatest, greatest charismatic person. The things I remember about Michael Jordan was his his athleticism and the way he played ball, not the way he talked to broadcasters or whatever. He yeah. never really came out as a guy who kind of loved, even loved doing that kind of stuff. So it was actually—I remember when he was, you know, when he was doing these commercials, I go. Oh, it's just strange that he's 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 doing this. He just seems like a very uh, someone who kind of despised these these types of stuff, you know. And then the fact that he was star starring in the movie, you go, know, well, I guess they paid him a lot because I, I he he never felt comfortable in front of a camera. And That's why I,
1: I would give a lot of credit, actually, to the director of the original Space Jam, because I think he did a really good job. Because when you rewatch that film, you you could tell that he really had to direct around his performance. <laughs> and, no, but 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 it, it it's he makes him seem like a like a
0: like a decent actor at times at times. <laughs> and that guy, I think that guy was a uh, the guy who directed that Michael Jackson video. The way, yeah, he, I think he did. He was a music video director. Yeah, right? yeah, and he was the. the what's his what's his name rich the director yeah joe pitka uh and this in space jam legacy who's the director rich malcolm d lee it's very hit and miss very hit and miss director um i mean
1: uh, he he's, i think he's done some pretty solid comedies like i really love um undercover brother and um <laughs> i love um, girls trip but uh he, he, and did, did he do the did he do the last um
0: Barbershop movie? It's the next the next cut. Is that the last Yeah,
1: one? yeah, that's that's the best barbershop movie. Like, so yeah, I'll give him credit to that. I really I really like Girls Trip, Barbershop 3 and um and Undercover Brother, but I think everything else that he's made is like really, really, really bad. And unfortunately Um No, Space Jam and New Legacy, I'll say it's not his worst movie yet. Mm. I think Scary Movie Five is still <laughs> the worst movie he's made.
0: <laughs> But this is this is a close second. <laughs> well, I, he repla- he replaced somebody. Like he wasn't the original director for Space Jam 2. He replaced. I don't think he was the original director on Scary Movie Five either. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who was the original person or the original director. I uh, but I th- I believe that this project had had gone through a different stages of, of difficulty in trying to come up with an idea. I, I I heard that this was originally going to be a much more uh, sharper satire on the on the film well, industry let's, let,
1: well let's get let's get into the story really quick because when this movie was like uh, originally announced yeah i instantly thought to myself like oh i bet you i bet you this movie is about you know lebron james retiring from basketball to become a full-time actor and that would be like the, the kind of like the pitch for the movie because the original space jam the movie opens up with like um michael jordan as a child and he uh, he's playing basketball uh, with his dad, and uh, at one at one point, you know, he's uh, Michael Jordan's talking about like all the accomplishments he's gonna he's gonna do throughout his career, and then at one point he says, you know, and after I'm done doing all that, I'm gonna uh, play basketball and, and conquer that, or I'm gonna play uh, baseball and conquer that as well. <laughs> and his father's like, baseball, right? All right, we'll we'll see. And then um, and then the the title credits uh, begin. And the movie jumps to the present day and it jumps to uh, Michael Jordan in a press conference and he's announcing that he's retiring from basketball to become a full time baseball player. So that was kind of like the, the setup a little bit for uh, Michael Jordan's storyline in the original Space Jam. So I thought it would have been perfect if for, if for Space Jam 2 if LeBron was retiring from basketball to become a full time actor. But they're not doing that at all. So just, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I didn't. <laughs> What a complete missed opportunity!
0: But I LeBron doesn't want to make fun of himself. I guess he's too cool. Uh, yeah, this seems like this movie, S- Space Jam Legacy or the New Legacy, revolves around a father and son kind of relationship, a, a strained oh, yeah. relationship, and where you know, yeah, um, a
1: dated a dated video game.
0: <laughs> yeah, the kid wants to be a video game designer or developer and lebron james wants him to be a basketball star or a basketball player and there that's the conflict yeah and
1: this uh and the space jam a new legacy yeah this one opens up with like lebron as a child and um his best friend gives him a a game boy with like the looney tunes on it (laughs) (laughs) and his his, uh he he's playing um uh he's playing a basketball game and he 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 loses and his coach tells him what are you doing lebron you're never gonna make it in life. These video games are corrupting your mind. You can you can make it in life if you don't play these video games and then he makes him throw his Game Boy in the trash. Yeah. And then they do that instead. Like, no. I don't
0: know. I just I, I, I think they should have gone to other I think they should have gone my round, but I mean it seems like it would have been a much better idea to like have fun with uh playing with with lebron's image uh when he first came to los angeles to play with the lakers people were saying that he's he's only there because of it's closer to hollywood lebron's too sensitive (laughs) michael jordan though in the original
1: space jam was making fun of himself he could have fun i get the basketball uh during the baseball scenes like the whole movie is like constantly making fun of him at being a bad baseball player the looney tunes make fun of him the other baseball players on the other team are like helping him out while he's like like they're giving him pointers and tips like the, the rival team like it's like the whole movie is constantly making fun of him. michael jordan could, could make fun of himself but lebron can't i mean that's just completely ridiculous to me because like
0: lebron's like nobody compared to michael jordan uh, Rich, uh, t- uh, tell us about the cast of this movie. I mean, there's a bunch of uh, guest stars. Tell us who who's who's in it. Uh, Sinequa Martin Green plays her uh, LeBron's uh, wife. Cedric Joe is one uh, one of his sons. Uh, Sierra J Wright has another son, and Don Cheadle plays Al G Rhythm, <laughs> a computer algorithm that um, I was actually shocked at how much he plays a big part of this movie uh and again like i said i only saw clips (laughs) i didn't see the whole thing but I actually was very shocked uh of like i don't know raymond what's your thoughts on don cheadle in this movie i mean he's the i guess you could say he's the villain
1: well i hated the character Mm -hmm. um i thought i thought he gave a very committed performance (laughs) and i think think he's sadly sadly probably one of the best things in the movie Mm -hmm because at least he was fun to watch i don't understand why he did this movie
0: <laughs> well i don't understand why anyone did this movie i mean this is produced by ryan coogler and uh i think uh his brothers wrote some of the script
1: yeah there's a lot of uh, i think there's a couple of cooglers involved in the product project now
0: or think, just one other uh producers yeah and the screenplay um uh, screenplay is just just the one coogler Oh, okay. What's his name? Keenan Cougar. Do you, Raymond, do you agree that with the critics that I mean, this is getting bashed by a lot of people? I mean, is this like a terrible movie for you? I yeah, I think this is like one of the worst sequels <laughs> ever made because like. Uh, will this go down I, I as think, one of the look, worst? Wait, will will this go down as one of the worst movies of the year or one of the worst movies of the last decade or so? Oh that's tough, man. Um a lot of really bad movies
1: it's definitely i say we'll go down as like one of the worst um movies in that are like you know straight commercials
0: mm-hmm.
1: if that makes any sense um I, I don't know we i think we still get much worse movies all the time like i don't know if you've ever saw this like paulie shore movie called the guest house <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i i remember you were telling us that uh, that was probably the worst experience of your life <laughs> watching that no, oh, it wasn't the worst experience of my life, but it was
1: it, it did kind of like ruin movies temporarily for me. Like it, it was it was a little challenging
0: to watch with. Uh, you saw that where you saw that?
1: Oh, um uh it was uh, it was on VOD. I forgot which platform I saw it on. It had a fr- like free rental code from um my uh it's a gift from a subscription service I was on. Uh-huh. And um yeah, and you thought it was, was Paulie Shore's comeback. Film no no i just um i i had i had just watched the 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 new bill and ted film the third bill and the bill and ted Uh, movie and i was so so disappointed by it and i was like this can't be worse 90s nostalgia mm -hmm. than bill and ted 3 right there's no way it could be worse than bill and ted 3. i'll watch this i need a good nostalgic laugh and oh boy So how would you rank I, I I don't know why I even thought it was nostalgic for Polly Short. I don't even I never
0: I mean I liked Son-in-Law, but everything else he was in I thought was pretty terrible. So how would you rank, you know, S- uh, Space Jam a new legacy? Is it one of your worst? Is it one of the worst films no, of this year? The
1: thing is the thing is like, oh yeah, it's definitely gonna be one of the worst films of the year. But is it the worst film of the year? No, because um despite the film being so terrible and maybe this maybe being one of one of the top three most soulless films (laughs) ever made it's still very amusing you Mm. know what i mean like i watch so many movies that are so boring and so dumb like uh infinite or (laughs) without remorse you know we we've seen some rough movies just this year alone yeah and i watched space jam a new legacy which is completely terrible but it's also very amusing and i'm not gonna lie I, i'll talk about it a little later in the review but i there are some moments in the movie that i thought were funny okay not many not many but there were some mostly you know animated sequences with with bugs bunny but still
0: <laughs> well i heard i heard that this originally wanted to be more darkly satirical they want to take more jabs at hollywood or specifically warner brothers i mean the the, the fact that uh um uh, do you know who the original director was supposed to be i, I no i don't but um but uh, don Cheadle is playing a algorithm or he's playing algae rhythm he's an evil computer AI, that's actually based on some reality. There was a, a story that came out a year ago that Warner Brothers signed a deal with a uh, company, an additional a company. It was supposed to be an uh, a AI-driven film management system where they uh, use a lot of data points to, to uh, come up with the best way to greenlight a movie. So, I mean, It although it sounds so weird in this film uh, that you know this is uh, he's playing an algorithm. It's actually based on some truths. Uh, (laughs) This feels like a movie that was birthed by that algorithm. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I mean. It seems it seems like they wanted to make fun of of Warner Brothers, but then again, it didn't. I don't know. It's almost it's it's like well, very toothless, I guess.
1: Well, something that I find so fascinating about the the algorithm in this movie and the whole. the server verse or the Warner brothers, the Warner 3000 or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't,
1: it it's, it's weird. Don Cheadle has this plan to uh, basically pitch to LeBron James, this like, um, this weird thing where they're, they're going to use LeBron in various Warner brothers films and, and market him to like younger audiences, which is very weird. Cause that's basically what this movie is. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean it. it, it it's it, it's 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 very bizarre. So yeah, you can see kind of like some some layers of maybe the movie that there, that there could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean it, it. doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't get there. <laughs> yeah, it's tries to be. It's try. It tries to have a commentary on like the studio system and how it's a everything synergy where everything blends together. Uh, There's property IP and all that it tries to make a comment on this yet It fails at it and and, and then it ultimately becomes the thing that they're making fun of Do you think do you think they were trying like that
1: was originally the plot of the movie and then some Warner Brothers Executive was like wait, so you guys are combining Space Jam with all of these Warner Brothers properties Let's just let's just make this a full-on HBO Max commercial (laughs) because like really The whole movie really takes place in hbo max you know what i mean like the server verse -verse, yeah yeah i mean like it's it's the whole server room and the and the warner brothers offices and the warner brothers lot that contains like all the warner brothers movies and tv shows and like when i think about it like the only thing that that could possibly be
0: is hbo max oh yeah i think definitely hbo max executives came in and said well we can't go too hard on the on the satire here uh, because we definitely need to sell HBO Max and we need users and we're going to actually use this movie to get, you know, subscriptions because this was released both in, in theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. Although, it, I mean, look, it did pretty well on uh, the first weekend. It did, what, 30 million in the box office? Yeah, knocked off Black Widow. Yeah, so, and, and I think that, that was a, a, a surprise. I don't think it, people thought that it was going to I do... I was surprised, Yeah.
1: It, it, it's a warner brothers best uh performance so far i mean it did better than godzilla versus kong mm-hmm. wow that's shocking but i mean godzilla versus kong did come out like earlier in the pandemic but still it's shocking that the, the movie did as well as it did i mean this is really again just a giant hbo max commercial
0: L- let's talk about the comedy i mean i mean the comedy in the movie or at least uh, the satire or whatever you want to call it it was it was it working? Did it work at least at certain points in the film?
1: Uh, not really. Uh, what, what, what I personally did enjoy, like my first laugh in the movie was when uh, LeBron first arrived um, to Looney Tunes world or whatever to the Looney Tunes. And when Bugs Bunny first arrives, because when Bugs Bunny first arrives, his character has, I guess, been basically s- stranded, like cast away to, alone in like Looney Tunes world. So as soon as LeBron arrives, you know he's finally seen someone for the first time in, in God knows how long. <laughs> so, so uh, Bugs Bunny's just like doing all of his classic pranks on LeBron. And you know, normally when you see Bugs Bunny do his pranks, he's doing it on like a bad person or you know on somebody that's hunting him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, to see him just like see somebody to just see LeBron and just do just beep just relentless on him i thought was actually pretty funny it made me laugh a couple times <laughs> but um once it actually got to like the whole like satirical stuff and
0: like the jumping into movies um i yeah. thought it was actually very lazy uh, well, yeah at one point it, they jump into a, a scene from mad max or, or actually um, that was
1: probably the most clever one that was probably the most clever one uh because they uh, at least uh they at least animated the uh wiley wiley coyote um like putting the putting this sp- the, the spray in his mouth the the chrome or whatever from for the mad max Fury road <laughs> yeah yeah and i don't know I, I i at least kind of bought it as well the other i mean i just felt that there was at least some thought put into it the other ones were just like, very very lazy like the casablanca one and the um the austin powers one was weird <laughs>
0: um the matrix uh, There's a matrix one.
1: Oh, the matrix one was horrible <laughs> that's the one they really and that's the one they released online they put so much focus on that and then the the rick and morty one was like and i i love rick and morty i mean but that that was completely lazy i i won't get into it too much but just i don't know i i all of it felt very half baked to me. The whole, all of that, and then uh, at one point, because I guess when when they're doing all of that, uh, having showing the Looney Tunes in different in, mo- in different movie worlds, it's because the algorithm sent the kind of like the algorithm wants to put LeBron in um in all of these different movies. That's what the algorithm did with the Looney Tunes, but it kind of like it didn't work. So he wanted to try it with LeBron. So at, at one point, um, the Looney Tunes go to um, D- the DC world. Oh yeah, the DC world, and uh, they do a whole they do a whole little sequence. And I actually, I actually liked it. There's a bunch of homages to like the '90s uh, Superman sh- Superman animated series and to the Batman animated series, and I like that sequence. But what I thought was very weird is they go to the DC planet in a way. And then after they go to the DC planet, a few scenes later, or maybe not a few scenes later, but a few sequences later, they they go into a comic book. They go into an, a comic book, and then it turns into Themyscira, and then they recruit Lola Bunny, but they don't go into a planet. They, they literally go into a comic book, and I was like, is that supposed to be DC Universe, like the, the comics app? Oh, well, uh, it may be. This is, a, this is a really bad commercial, man. Like, <laughs> very soulless movie. Yeah, and 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 also, but like, they're they're jumping into the Matrix, they're jumping into Mad Max, Austin Powers. Like, who, who is this movie for? Mm-hmm. It feels like they're really kind of making it for for me in a way. Like, they're they're targeting like all the movies that like I grew up with, movies that I would watch, adult R rated movies and '90s movies. Mm-hmm. They have Rick and Morty popping up they have mc hammer references in the film <laughs> like what who was this movie made for uh
0: well supposedly was it for children supposedly it's for kids yeah
1: like it feels like a kid's movie but like it feels like a kid's movie that should have come out in the 90s
0: i guess it's, yeah, i guess it's meant for like adults who lived in, who was raised in the 90s now they have children and now they but could take
1: Oh, okay. Take their children I to
0: that. yeah. Take their children to the to the kid, to the to the movie, and they can have this bond, bonding experience. I mean, in the heart of the, where the, the parents <laughs> to walk or, walk out of the theater pit? Like, I, What, what happened? <laughs> well, I mean, at the heart of this film is you got a, a father trying to uh rekindle his uh relationship oh, that's with his son. the laziest thing in
1: the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and but well, let's let's talk about the, the basketball because that uh, the basketball game because I mean. You would think that it, the basketball game you should get that at least all that stuff right Did they get the basketball game right?
1: Well, the thing I find fascinating about the basketball is uh, I think they had an interesting idea with it because uh like like we were saying earlier the the son LeBron's fake son in this he <laughs> wants to be like he wants to be a video game developer and he's basically created a basketball game. And everyone's making this big deal like, oh my God, he, my, my son created this basketball game and it's, it's amazing, this kid's a prodigy. Mm-hmm. But the thing is like, he basically created NBA Street and that's a <laughs> game that like came out like when I was in elementary school. So it's like fascinating, a great job that a like a 12 year old kid created the game. You know, that's a great accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But this is a video game that's been around for decades <laughs> and there's been like ma- many like vi- versions of it if you go on the nintendo switch or any of the, like the ps like uh the playstation uh, store the network store or whatever you'll find a bunch of like nba street games like this uh i don't know I, that's the thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because <laughs> it's, it's it's just, it's just weird well, okay but the, but the basketball so it, it's basically style it's done like nba street so you get style points you get all of that so when they um when, when they're playing the game in space jam they're basically playing the son's game that he created and lebron is is playing opposing teams with his son so Mm -hmm. he has the heads up because he created the game this is so stupid (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but i mean and and lebron and (laughs) lebron's son because because he's Cause he's LeBron James' son, you know, he has access to a bunch of different athletes and celebrities. So all of the big athletes are <laughs> in the game. Cause he scanned them in there because he's a genius.
0: Yes. He has a, he had, he created a co of a code automatically do an instant 3d scan of a person standing next to him. So he could just raise his phone and then scan the person and it's already a 3d model yeah and he
1: scans all the nba athletes in there and he scans a bunch of like <laughs> bugs and stuff
0: and then combines them and creates these characters and whatever at a certain point algae rhythm he uses that same uh, program to scan people in the real world to uh trap them into the server serververse.
1: yeah and that part was very weird because some of them show up they're basically they're the the Warner Brothers characters you see in the background, you know, like the Yogi Bear or, or you know, mm. Mr. Freeze, like that's like the people watching the game that get sucked in there. But some of them, for some reason, come through as themselves, like LeBron's fake family. They they, they don't become Warner Brothers characters, and neither does like Lil Rel Howley or or that sports sportscaster. Yeah, they some... come in and like like themselves like without a problem. So it just like kind of picks and chooses.
0: It's very uh, weird. Well, I think some, some people in the crowd kind of represents characters from WB the movies. The Brothers Library. Yeah. And then, because the, at one point we see King Kong in the background and also... Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Giant, right? There mm-hmm. them in the background in the, in the audience, yeah, a bunch of bump. <laughs> a bunch of uh, yes, sir. a bunch of Batman uh, characters from the the Tim Burton films, and uh, yeah, and it looks like it's just a bunch of people
1: like cosplaying. <laughs> yeah, it
0: looks like a Halloween party, right? Because it looks like bad yeah. costumes.
1: Yeah, it looks like those Party City covers, you remember like when you would get those like uh magazines and, like during Halloween time in the mail uh, advertising like a bunch of costumes. Yeah. It looked like one of those
0: magazines. Yeah, it's just it was those terrible uh, costumes. Just terrible costumes. Yeah.
1: Well, some of the costumes I thought were pretty good, but it was just it was a lazy idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're like there wasn't like clock clock uh, yeah
1: the clockwork orange
0: yeah and there was like other <laughs> the and they there and also like characters from R-rated movies or something like that and, like yeah like, but they it...
1: couldn't put Pepe Le Pew
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's, it's so weird to, it's so random it feels so random the 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 reasoning behind the, you know the characters they chose to to incorporate in this world
1: yeah, and man, uh, again, like, and after rewatching the original Space Jam after this, like, because when I watched it, like, again, 10 years ago for the first time, I was so disappointed by the movie. I probably gave it, like, a, a C or a C minus. So was, I was very disappointed by it. But, like, after watching Space Jam and New Legacy, I, like, I almost want to raise that grade to, like, a C plus or something, because I
0: just <laughs> have an, almost a new appreciation for it again after watching this terrible film yeah yeah uh Ray, tell me about the the athletes in in this film compared to space jam i mean uh the, the, how uh, how were they handled?
1: well, I guess we I, I i mentioned a little earlier how how they were handled in this movie they they're basically just they have one quick little scene uh, LeBron's, uh fake son scans them really quick uh, and then um they become characters later we see yeah later we see cGI versions of them in the mm. game and I don't know I think they might have voiced them and um that that was that was pretty much it. And uh, and as and as characters in the basketball game, I thought they were pretty non-existent. They they made uh, no impression on me at all. And uh, I'm not familiar really with with today's basketball players, but in original in the original Space Jam, uh, you have Larry Bird playing, you know, Michael Jordan's best friend, along with uh with um Bill Murray. <laughs> that's the that's the three amigos in the original Space Jam: Michael J- uh, Michael <laughs> Jordan, Larry Bird, and and Bill mm-hmm. Murray. <laughs> And then uh, the the athletes that you have in that film, like playing the playing the, the, the competition to the Looney Tunes, is like made up of uh, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, um, uh, who who else was in there? Uh, Larry Johnson, uh, you know,
0: all so, all star team. Yeah, super like the Olympics all stars.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and they were used hilariously because in the in the original Space Jam, the aliens uh, that the um, that the Looney Tunes have to face are very tiny so when they find out they have to uh play the looney tunes at basketball (laughs) they end up going going to an nba uh an nba all-stars game and stealing like the uh, the the talent of all of these uh basketball players and then like um as they have this whole subplot throughout the movie where they're like seeing therapists and they're going to see counselors they're getting counseling trying to find out why they why they suck at basketball and they have like (laughs) entire sequences to this and like it, it, it's hilarious i rewatching space jam like the athletes are the best part of that movie man they had a lot to do and they were very very funny in the movie not great actors but they were very funny in the movie they had roles unlike you know them and, and the athletes in this new space jam which are kind of just just have cameos basically
0: is there like is there anything that worked in uh space jam a new legacy that was there anything like maybe I don't know. Maybe the father son component, or um, yeah, I thought I thought Bugs Bunny was pretty good in the movie.
1: Uh, the 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 scene when they go to the DC world was was really was really fun. Like I could imagine that whole sequence like as a little short playing in front of like a, you know, there's a, there's going to be a a DC Super Pets movie coming out soon. I could see maybe the Looney Tunes DC short or section playing as a short in front of that movie and it'd be perfect or something like that. It didn't have to be a part of this crappy movie <laughs> that, that sequence was fun. I liked it. Um, but not much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just Bugs Bunny. Really. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought Lola bunny was pretty good in the movie. I think this whole controversy with Lola bunny is ridiculous.
0: <laughs>
1: um, though I will say I still, I still would have preferred it. They probably hired a voice actress. You know, Zendaya was good, but
0: you know, hire voice actors come on people yeah there's a whole industry of voice actors out there yeah and uh, um before we get to your grade um once i heard about the story of space jam a new legacy wh- what came to mind was looney tunes back in action which is the joe dante film in 2003 uh that seems to be have similar um themes because that was more of a meta type of comedy and it blend mm-hmm. live action with animated uh characters did yeah, find... that's more what that's more what I would have wished that this movie was cuz um
1: look, I actually I remember seeing Looney Tunes Back in Action in theaters when I was a little kid and I was actually super disappointed by the movie mm-hmm. um because I wanted I based, I wanted Space Jam 2, I'll be honest. I wanted Space Jam 2 and I got Looney Tunes Back in Action and I didn't like the movie. But when I revisited the movie, you know, as an adult, I really appreciated it a lot cuz there's so much meta humor in it. It's really like kind of like um it's like Gremlins 2 mixed with like, uh, like a Hollywood satire or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, like, for example, like uh, Bre- Brandon Fraser's in the movie, but Brandon Fraser's act- actually playing uh, his stunt double in the film. <laughs> and like, it's, it's ridiculous. And like uh, Timothy Dalton's his father in the movie, and he's playing uh, uh, an, a- an actor that was w- once known for playing a famous spy. And there's there's a bunch of stuff like that in the the film that just, like, really works for me. Unfortunately, um, not everything in that movie works. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think uh, you were telling me a little bit about that earlier, right?
0: Well, I heard that there was, like, you know, problems. Uh, Joe Dante had uh, fights with Warner Brothers, and uh, the the company um, was going through hard times. You know, and... um yeah and i think that was his i think that was his last film our last studio film joe dante's last studio film he didn't go back working with a studio because yeah because of the outcome and was just tired of working with a studio system
1: do you know if he had a a, like a bad time also making like small soldiers and i'm not sure i'm not sure but um small soldiers is a movie that like i want to love but i don't but i don't love it (laughs) you know what i mean i have like a lot of problems with that movie but I want to love it so much. Like it's such a cool concept. Like it's like a almost like a, like a, a horror movie version of Toy Story in many ways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, it it just I don't think that movie works. And I'm curious if he had you know studio issues with that film. Maybe if he wanted to make Pro- it darker or something like that.
0: Probably. I mean, he. It seems like his career was filled with studio uh, fights. It's it's or fighting with the studio. Raymond. Space Jam, the original, had, the best thing I remember about it uh, was the uh, soundtrack. Uh, yeah. it, I mean, it was so huge. It was uh, R. Kelly, I believe, like fly. <laughs>
1: the great R. Kelly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How was it? He,
1: his mu- his music belongs in children's films. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, well,
0: to be fair, that song probably was one of the greatest '90s song ever. Yeah, it's a I great be- song. Yeah, it's- yeah it's it too boring. bad that he f- it's it's too and, bad he's a terrible person yes it's, yes exactly now this film did it have any um good of a soundtrack no the,
1: the soundtrack for this movie was terrible the yeah. most memorable song in this movie was basically a song that was like a remix of a song from the original space jam soundtrack and they ruined it <laughs> <laughs> you know it's basically like they 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 played like a version of the chorus but with like a horrible beat in the background mm. and then like with a terrible rap <laughs> and it's like just play the
0: original like why do you have to remix it yeah okay that's what i figured all right let's uh, end this review with raymond's great raymond what do you give space jam a new legacy i give it an f <laughs> <laughs> shit that's pretty <laughs> bad man. Right? that's pretty bad how many what's the number <laughs> on a number scale um one wow
1: <laughs> wow, wow. Well, look here. Look, Polly Shores, the guesthouse. I don't know if anyone's seen this movie. <laughs> I give that movie a zero point five. So mm-hmm. how's that? It's like F minus.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, look, I'm not going to grade this. I'm not going to review it. I did see like maybe the first ten, you know, the first twenty minutes, right? I saw like, like we saw up to when they got z- yeah zapped into the. Um, you guys the, saw uh,
1: all the hu- the human stuff. Yeah, all yeah. the yeah. human stuff to, before we be, uh, before we got to Bugs Bunny, the good stuff. Before you got to Bugs Bunny, <laughs> yeah. So I,
0: I was like, I'm, not, you know, no, no, I'm just gonna. For, I can't, I can't sit through this. So I'm gonna forward to all some something. If I see something that excites me, I'm gonna stop. And obviously, I stopped at some of those uh, scenes where they, they went to, you know, Mad Max Fury Road and stuff like that, and some of the basketball scenes. Uh, I mean, from what I saw, it just seems so. I mean, to steal a quote from uh, uh, Stephen Dorff. I was embarrassed <laughs> for <laughs> everyone in this cast. This looks for like Don a video. Cheadle? Yeah, uh-huh. this is it looks like a video game. This is a, uh-huh. a horrible film. You know. But I mean again, I'm not saying that because I can't say that because I didn't see the whole movie. You, and it,
1: you wanna you wanna know something that's really sad? What? Don Cheadle is actually like really, really like fantastic in this movie, especially when you compare him to Steve Martin as the villain of Looney Tunes back in action. Man, Steve Martin as the villain in the Looney Tunes Back in Action is such a sad thing. Like I I love Steve Martin, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't know what happened there. I, and I I imagine he must be like he must be a huge Looney Tunes fan.
0: Mm-hmm. He,
1: wa- he he basically tried to become a Looney Tunes and yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but the villain of the original Space Jam played by Danny DeVito <laughs> as a cartoon alien. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. We need more of that. All right, so that was uh, this episode of uh, Inside Flicks. That was Space Jam, A New Legacy. Uh, Not a recommendation here, but it's currently available on HBO Max, and now it's also in theaters, and it's doing well in theaters. Um, All right, Rich, uh, if people want to hear our past episodes, uh, where can they go? Uh, They can find all our um past episodes on google podcast apple podcast amazon music spotify iHeartRadio, and you can find all our links at insideflix.com and to uh uh to continue our celebration of uh, film uh critic gene Shalit, uh who was a a pun master rich do you have a (laughs) pun for us for space jam a new legacy you got one rich Ah, like Porky Pig says, da, 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 that's all, folks. <laughs> all right, all right, that's it, that's it. Okay, that's your pun. All right, pun of the day. All right, thank you for listening to Insight Flex. Uh, bye, bye.